Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank. Welcome to another episode of Making Bank. My name is Miss Purple, and I'm so, so excited to be back again with another member interview. And this time I have a very versatile lady that I met through, through a Women's Day event. And she's just a ball of energy and just her vibe is totally contagious. And her name is Genetics. Hi, Genetics. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this or rather for, you know, volunteering to to be interviewed because we're always so curious to know about everybody who works at, at or contributes rather at Bankless DAO. So yeah, I'm very excited. Um, so to start off with, can you share with us your, how you got into crypto? What would you say your story for that is? Sure. So my husband's best friend is above average Joe, and they have been friends since they were wild and reckless little kids. <laughs> and <laughs> I have stories, y'all, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that I'm not allowed to tell. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, um, I, I, I had been introduced for, with Joe, um, and, and my husband, um, dabbling before Bankless Dow was formed, um, and, and watching over my husband's shoulder about how everything was unfolding behind the scenes. And when the Dow launched, Joe said, Hey, why don't, why don't you join us? You know, you, you have, um, this TikTok channel that you've somehow managed to go viral on. He didn't say somehow. I'm saying somehow because I still <laughs> don't understand why people wa like love watching me be ridiculous, um, on TikTok. And so he said, why don't you come over and, and see if you, you can do some of that for us? And so I said, okay, I, I have no experience in crypto other than doing the button clicks that you tell me to do. <laughs> so I, I joined Bankless DAO and, and I didn't know what DAO meant and I didn't know what Bankless was. And um, my journey, especially on, on the TikTok side, was just documenting, well, what is this? Um, mm -hmm. How how do I do all of these things? Um, what is crypto actually? What are NFTs? And it was that outsider's perspective of becoming an insider that was extremely valuable, I think, especially for the DAO. Um, because when I first joined, it was all people that were deeply embedded into the culture. And so to have somebody that was extremely on the outside to come into, you know, the fold immediately, um, and, and be like, hold on guys, um, was, was an extremely uh, insightful journey for them as well. Mm. Well, now that you're here, what would you say a DAO is then? So, you know, other than just a decentralized autonomous organization, I would say we're all a bunch of um, ADHD, <laughs> innovative, <laughs> <laughs> so 
right? Um, people who have been either on the fringes of society or never really fit into the box that society has tried to put us in. And for one reason or another, we have ended up on this side of the internet and we're like, you know what? We're tired of over there <laughs> and we've ended up over here and we're ready for a change. Yeah. And um, the, the way that things have been done, we're done with and we're ready for things to be done a different way. And so yeah. DAOs are all of us come coming together um, and trying to make that happen. Uh, but that also means that there are a ton of different personalities, a lot of them very difficult to work with. Um, a lot of them, a lot of uh, quirks and uh, interesting personality types um, that you have to learn to work with and, you know, learn to go with the flow and like, how do I deal with this person on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. um, and and also organizing, again, uh, it like herding cats, I think is one of those things like, how do you get all of us focused in the right direction um, is another one of those things that it's like. What is a DAO? Uh, I think we're all trying to still figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a work in progress. We'll figure that out somewhere along the way. Yes. But outside of Bankless DAO, you are, of course, involved in Ultrasound, DAO Punks, and Poapathon. But on top of that, you are a human being and you're a mother. So yes. I need to know how in the world you manage to negotiate all of that in one body. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say I'm powered by, again, I'm, I am myself ADHD um, and my child is ADHD. Um, so I, I think a lot of that is um, the ability to be hyperactively focused, which doesn't sound like two things that actually work together, but that ability to like hone in and focus on certain tasks and be like, okay, I have 15 minutes to get this done. So I got to get this done really, really fast. And then I've got two minutes to get this done. And okay. Okay. Oh God, I got to get this over here done. And then, okay. Okay. I got to go do this. And I think that superpower in ADHD um, has given me the ability to be able to switch gears extremely fast. And it also has given me the ability to um, not have, I, like I can focus on uh, this over here and then, okay, I have to do this over here and okay, I have to do that over here. And uh, also having a lifetime of um, learning to self-regulate, right? Where even though my impulses are blah, 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 you know, all over the place and, and reminding myself, stay on task, stay focused, stay on task, stay focused, has helped me really gear myself and be able to follow the plan, follow the plan and, and keep it on task. Um, it, it, it has made myself very regimented um in, in how i do things and like my calendar if it's not in my calendar i 100 forget about it <laughs> even if it's in my calendar sometimes 100 forget, <laughs> forget about it yes uh so but, yeah do you not then find that you have less time for personal things or do you put those in your calendar as well um i would say that yeah it, it has been a work in progress like mm -hmm. I, I realized probably about two months ago that I was beginning to like schedule when I was showering. And, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think that was a moment for me that I realized maybe I am, I, I have too many things on my schedule mm. um, and, and having to decide, okay, when, um, when is too many things, too many things. And let's really hone in and focus 
and make sure that we're picking um, the, the best of the best. And I, I recently read a quote from um, the one of the key organizers of Time Magazine's Time Pieces. It's the NFT series. Um, I, I recently met with her and talked with her. And, and one of the quotes that she said is that saying yes to something is saying no to something else. And so that's been on the front of my mind recently. And it's one of those things that's like, this is important, but this is more important. And so I, I have to keep my focus on this. Otherwise, um, everybody's going to get 30% of me and nobody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be mad. And so I need to dedicate a lot of energy in these areas and not as much in these areas. And, um, and then telling people, I think is the other yeah. thing is like, you know, Hey guys, at this season, I'm going to be dedicating a lot more energy over here. But just so you know, I, I have scheduled you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're in schedule. here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> uh, so that people know that like, I haven't forgotten about you. You, you just, I gotta, I gotta dedicate some time over here before I can move on to over there. Yeah. I totally feel that. I've I've also been struggling with that a bit or rather struggling with getting people to understand that I am not going to be available 24/7, you know, and mm -hmm. people would make fun of the fact that I'd say, "Yeah, I can't attend that. It's in a different time zone from me." And they're like, "What what do you mean?" And somebody told me, "No, you're going to have to get used to it. This is how things work." I'm like, "So, you expect me to be awake in the middle of the night for a meeting that is not in my time zone and during my time zone I should be doing what? Sitting and sleeping? So now I have to change around my entire life for that? And that to me just felt unfair, you know? It's like I have to then concede to work around other people's times and not trying to find an in-between. And it just felt like a disregard for my, you know, my humanity and my personal health and all of that. But mm -hmm. I'm learning that, you know, everywhere, somewhere, we will all eventually have to compromise. And for some people, you may have to teach them that that's a thing mm -hmm. that they must do, that it's not always about individuals. You know, sometimes we have to find a nice workaround, something that works for as many people as possible. But um, yeah, so it's, it's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a learning curve for me, for a person yeah. who's never been outside of the African continent, actually. So it's, <laughs> it can be strange sometimes, but it's, it's, it's also been exciting, you know, because I've gotten to meet people like you and, um, of course, you were one of the the first women to join the DAO, and I've I've seen just your your sheer positivity and your attitude is one where I'm like, whoa, okay, she's 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 the type of person that you want to kind of look at and say, I I want to have that kind of you know comfort and that that attitude towards something that I'm I'm involved in. So, but speaking on that, I'm curious to know if the environment has changed it for the for the better if it was you know um or rather from the beginning has it improved in the sense that women feel more comfortable being in Bangladesh, or has it always just been a space where all women felt welcome or did anybody have to feel the need to shrink or feel the need to put somebody in their place because somebody was not seeing you how you should be seen or has there been anything of that sort you know, I from from the moment that I I stepped on stage, like I remember the first time I unmuted my microphone, there was an audible gasp. There was a, an "It's a girl" moment, <laughs> um, and it was really really funny. Um, but I remember there were there were comments made um, over over microphone or or in 
in text that I read that were uh, deeply offensive. And um, I was shocked. And it was through those things that um, sitting in the AV guild, we started talking about the need for some sort of, of guild that would handle these types of conflicts. And so the ombudsman um, guild or the ombuds were born. And, um, you know, it was one of those things that like, I, I grew up with brothers. And so I'm not afraid of like a little bit of, of conflict or bristling. And my reaction to that is like, bro, I'm just going to duke it out with you. You want to whip it out? I'm going to whip it out right with you. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't scare me. Like to walk into a room full of men and the men turn around and go, you know, what are you doing here? Doesn't intimidate me. But for other women, I can definitely see that they'd be like, oh, no, this is not my place. And so for me to enter into a room and be the first woman to make a stance and be like, this is our place. This is where we're going to be. Guess what? There's a whole bunch of us behind me and we're going to be here to stay is comfortable. And not only that, it's like, you know, that shield maiden type of mentality that yeah. like, we are here. We are going to be here. You don't have a choice. And so... Ooh. <laughs> sorry it was just so like it was a bars moment <laughs> yes it is. It's, it's that mic drop moment yeah um, and I I came into the Dow and I, I mean one of the comments that was said early on was um when I was like well you guys aren't really appealing to women and they said mm -hmm. do we really need more women in the Dow and I was Oof. like yes <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so, even a question? Why is this even a question? Exactly. Um, and so to to be on the front lines and to fight for our right to uh, be here and to be comfortable was an honor. Mm. Um, and I think the 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 people in in um, these spaces that were here to to make noise about us not being here quickly receded into the background yeah. because. Those that were, you know, quiet about, you know, well, like, oh, I don't know, like, I guess, yeah. You know, the people that were like that um, on their side quickly realized they were beginning to be outnumbered. Yeah. Um, and, and they just disappeared. And then the, the culture and the vibe in Bankless and in other DAOs, as more of us stood up and held our ground and, and used our voices um, grew and grew and grew. And one of the amazing things that I, I saw with like the international women's day with Poapathon was I, in Bankless Dow, I, I actually started having to turn away women from, um, uh, you know, joining the space because we had too many. Oh. Um, whereas in other DAOs, I'd be like, Hey, we would love to have some women that are on your team. And they'd be like, well, we don't really have any. And I'm like, you do. You're you not. just don't know. Yeah, you don't know or you're not uplifting them. You're not yeah. recognizing them. And that was so, it like hurts me in my heart that they don't have champions in their DAOs, um, you know, using their voices. Um, and so, like, I, I'm hoping and, and praying that there are more champions out there that are willing to stand up and stand their ground and being like, we are here and we are powerful and we are needed. Amen to that. 
Yeah. I like that because that's that's a fact. That's that needs to go on a T-shirt. You need to holler at ultrasound, make them to make it happen. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say is your actual role or the title that you've been given within Bankastao? Of course, outside of you know championing women and just being an all-round ball of energetic fire. At the moment, I have um, really focused myself in the design guild. Right now, I share the role of design coordinator with um, International Capitalist. And my goal when I was elected into that role was to make sure that our design guild was given the opportunity to raise the bar. Mm. Um, when I look at the design guild right now, uh, or where it was at the beginning of season three, I was like, okay, I think we're losing momentum. And I think that where I want us to go is I want us to be receiving offers and receiving opportunities from outside of, of Bankless that um, our designers are coveted and our designers are desired. And right now I'm not seeing that. So what tools and what opportunities and what um, infrastructure do we need to build to make that happen? And so I came in and I was like, y'all, I'm ready to shake things up. Look out. And so how did we do that? We decided as a group, let's start a newsletter. Let's start um, something called, they named it um, the drawing board, which is going to be a way for um, other projects, other communities, other DAOs to come to us and be like, we need this. We need that. We need an NFT project. We need a PFP project. We need... Um, a visual marketing campaign and they can come to our designers and, and say, this is what we need. And then our designers can rise to the challenge. And then, well, how do we get projects to do that? Well, we have the newsletter to showcase, this is the powerhouse within Bankless DAO. This is what they're doing. And we want to do that, not through just words, but um, a visually um, enticing newsletter that is an experience, an immersive experience. So designing a website that is more like a portal um, where it showcases uh, the depth and breadth of visual arts and um, not just, you know, oh, we do some cool graphic design here and there, but really showcasing some awesome, awesome talent that we have been kind of hiding within our design guild. Mm -hmm. and, and through all those things, you know, bringing in those external services is, is just going to build up the Bankless DAO and help um, I don't know, stabilize, I think, a lot of things that have been a little bit shaky in Web3 as a whole right now. Yeah, this is true. We, we do need a lot more, you know, people helping to, to get projects started, especially in a DAO, you know, because you have so many people in there, which means you're bound to have tons of ideas and it would be a shame if all those ideas just had to kind of go to waste because nobody knows where to put them so it's i am excited for something like um drawing board because you know it gives us all the opportunity to try to to try to get started to try to be heard and as we all know once you've been heard you know that's that's the beginning of a revolution right there so um, i'm very excited for that so thank you to you and your team for putting something like that together um, yeah, so now I would like to ask, how bankless would you say you have managed to become so far? 
during the peak of like the bankless token, we were doing really, really well. Um, but our family situation became kind of, I wouldn't say dire, but our situation changed and we had to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And part of buying a house is becoming very, I would say, banked, right? You have to take mm-hmm. out a massive loan. Um, and that has definitely taken us backwards on going completely a bankless. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so the struggle is real. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons that I am so vocal on helping um, what I would call the little guys or the guest passes, um, yeah. even, uh, you know, the unbanked or the people that don't have access to uh, traditional financial systems um, that need to use bank or the bank token um, for things like paying for groceries or for rent or things like that. Mm-hmm. Because those are the the people that are, are um, I wouldn't say victims, but are really taken advantage of by the current financial situation, IRL, right? Offline. And, and they're the people that we're fighting for. And I'm right there in the trenches with them. That when I started at Bankless, we were in a really good position. We were sharing a house with my parents who were um, almost retired. We were all really doing a, a good situation where we were helping pay the, for the house with them. They were, you know, we were all sharing the burden and working towards that Bankless lifestyle. And things came to a point where we had to separate households for, for reasons. And so my husband and I had to buy our own house at the peak of the housing crisis here in, in the United States. Um, and so, yeah, I, I resonate with people that are like, how do you become bankless right mm-hmm. now in the United States? Because I understand. Yeah. Um, you know, when your car suddenly breaks down and, and you get a bill from the, the, the dealership or the, the auto mechanic for $5,000, and you have to open up a brand new credit card just to pay for the car because there's no other way for you to get from the suburbs into the inner city where you work or, you know, downtown. Mm. How do you do that if you don't have um, a large amount of crypto saved up? Yeah. You can't just give bank every time when you try to make a transaction. <laughs> unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. And so. if, if you keep cashing out um, the crypto that you have, until it's em- you know it's empty then what what are you going to do um then everything that you've man- managed to to save up and work so hard to amass is gone mm-hmm. um, so do you have any ideas of, of what a sustainable version of contributing to bankless style could be one that allows people to to keep contributing and know that they will be able to make ends meet. Um, they may not have a luxurious kind of life, but at the very least, they will be able to make ends meet in a very sustainable way and they can count on that. Do you have any idea how that could be possible or is that something that's a bit too far out in the future? I have ideas. Um, I, I love having ideas, but being able to talk to someone who has, you know, what I call the big brains because like, I'm like, okay, so here's an idea. And then I need somebody in like tokenomics or 
um, one of those guilds to be like, okay, here's the repercussions of that idea. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, could we do this? And then them going, hmm, hmm. Okay, well, here's the long-term things. Because I can, you know, I can be like, well, uh, if we need electricity, what if we stick a fork in an outlet? And they'll be like, hmm, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, see, what's going to happen is you die. You yeah. Know? So it, it's a good idea, but, you know, like one of my ideas right now is, okay, so what if you work for bank you and, and, and you save up that 35K and then that 35K gets you um, a, a, a token that allows you to get an NFT or, or those tokens means you get a, a membership NFT. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, that NFT is permanent in your wallet. You can't cash that out. You know, it's, it's like one of those, bam, it's, it's in your wallet. It's your membership. And the only way to buy that was through like bank or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that way. Okay. It, it it's, it's there. Um, that would be one way, but then how do you, how do you pay for groceries when you need it? Because when bank was at its peak, I would cash out about 50% of it every month just so that we could pay for groceries and keep about half of it. Right now, I think that the the bank token being so low is so it's so hard. It's so distressing on so many people, um, and it, it makes feeling it makes working for bankless feel like we're volunteering, mm-hmm. which makes it even more passionate for those who have, of us who are staying, because mm-hmm. now it's it's a job of passion, not a job of you know yo look at my bags being pumped. Um, but yeah, all all of my ideas are like, I need to talk to one of those big brains people. Yeah, one of those big brain people needs to give us a call after this because there's yes. a lot that needs to be discussed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for you personally, at least, how do you, do you envision your journey with Bankless Dial going further forward? Or do you feel like it's going to have, you know, kind of a timeline that you can see in the horizon? Or, or are you going to be around for a while? Oh, I'll definitely be around. I've I've had to consolidate my time. Um, recently with Poapathon, one of the founders um, had to step down to, one of the reasons was they had some burnout and the other reason was they had some of their own financial things that they had to take care of IRL. And when they did that, they, they decided to offer me a very large portion of responsibility. And um, with that came some wonderful financial um, I guess, you know, a paycheck would be the way to say it with Poapathon. <laughs> I'm getting paid. So um, that meant that, okay, so Poapathon, who has been this like side project, a, a passion project of mine, because it's been totally volunteer, um, is is now becoming a real job. And, and that's really, really exciting and wonderful for me. But that also means it's detracting from Bankless. So, mm. okay, I'm going to consolidate down to Bankless to... Again, we were talking about, you know, saying yes to something and saying no to something else. So I'm going to focus really, really hard on Design Guild with Bankless. And then on Poapathon, um, it's also design-based, right? So I'm going to focus all of my attention in Poapathon on the design, you know, on artists, on inclusion, on all of those things that I've been so passionate about over in Bankless. And I think those two things go hand in hand, and they're just going to be this, like... um, reciprocal fusion and they just are just going to feed off of one another. The The best thing about Poapathon is that when other organizations pay for bounties, they pay in USDC 
So when our designers from Bankless go over to Poapathon and participate, they're getting paid in USDC. And that means that they don't have to rely fully on bank to to pay their uh, bills, Mm -hmm. right? To to do those things. So they can be earning bank um, and and be able to hodl it a little bit more while winning bounties over in Poapathon and participating in Poapathon. and, and cashing out that USDC coin um, without hurting Poapathon because Poapathon won't have a token of its own. That's one of the things that, that Poapathon has been like, no, we're not going to do that. We, we always want to get paid in stable coin, whether that's USDC or DAI or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so will I ever leave bankless? I don't think so. Unless somebody like comes and like puts a permanent ban on me from the server <laughs> You know, they're going to have happen. to, yeah, they're going to have to take me out kicking and screaming. I think um, <laughs> that that's going to have to be how I go from bankless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, in closing, just on that, I, I, I want to know how you feel then about bankless because you joined kind of as like a, eh, okay, let, let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to try it out. Right. But since then mm-hmm. you've become so committed to it. And like you're saying now, they would have to drag you kicking and screaming to get you out. Right. So yes. I, I, I want to know what you, how you feel about Bankless Dow and why you're, why you're so passionate about it then. Yeah. It's the mission, vision, and values. When you read those mission, vision, and values um, that, that are on our notion page, those right there, are are what make me so in love with the bankless movement. And it's not that to help 1 billion people go bankless. No, that's not it. That's not our mission, vision, and values. That's, that's a catchphrase. Our mission, vision, and values is to empower people to escape the uh, financial tyranny that has been placed on us um, through banking powers, through corruption, through... Um, the I, I'm not going to say the 1%, but by the people who hold financial power over us um, and, and, you know, keep sucking the money out of us because they can. Mm. And that's the mission, vision and value of Bankless is to empower people to seize control of their own finances away from the traditional financial system and to allow you to say, you know what, I am able to stand on my own two feet with my own power of decentralized money. And I don't need to rely on this power over here that controls every single action that I'm allowed to take because they control the money. And that's what makes me pow- you know, that's what makes me feel powerful is that with decentralized money we as people, we as individuals hold the power, not a few people that hold all the money that allow us. Hmm. And that's what makes me passionate. Um, and, and that's why I'm here. It's because I've watched what the traditional financial system has done to the rest of the world. Yeah. And I come from like a middle class family. I'm not upper class. I'm not lower class. But I've watched what it has done to friends. I've watched what it has done to other relatives of mine. Um, and I know the corruption is real and I've watched it happen. And I don't, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. 
I'm done yeah. with it. I'm I'm ready for it to fall apart and I'm ready for us as a people to be able to stand up on our own. Yeah, I like that. That is a that is a an intense message if ever there was one. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for everything that you do for Bankless. And I know I speak for every woman in Bankless Dow when I say people like you make me so happy. They make me know that I'm not alone and they remind me that, you know, you don't have to be a particular kind of woman to get anywhere. You just be your best self and that's all that matters. So I appreciate you and thank you again for being here. And yeah, I will, I'll see you in the Dow. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Ciao. And that brings us to the end of another wonderful episode of Making Bank. I am Miss Purple, and you have just listened to me having a great convo with Genetics, who is a wonderful person all around. I hope you've been inspired, and I hope you continue doing the great things that you do for Bankless DAO in whatever position you're in. So from me and the Making Bank team, until next time, ciao. Thank you for listening to today's segment of Making Bank. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, and give us a rating on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you later this week on another segment of Making Bank.